Hi, this is Adam Bergman. On today's Adam Talks, I'm going to be talking about Roth conversions and five pitfalls to avoid. So Roth conversions are actually a very hot topic end of year. Uh, why? Because people want to think about converting pre-tax IRA or 401k money into Roth. And what is the purpose behind all this? Well, when you have a pre-tax IRA or 401k, great, right? You're taking advantage of the furl. Your money is still growing without tax. But ultimately, when you take that money out, you're either going to pay tax or if it's prior to age 59 and a half, you're also going to pay a 10% penalty. Whereas a Roth is an after-tax account. And so long as that Roth has been opened at least five years and you're over 59 and a half when you take that distribution, the money is not subject to tax anymore. It's tax exempt, <clears throat> excuse me, tax free. So it's very advantageous to move money that you would pay tax on at a later date to an account that you never have to pay tax on, right? That's hitting the ultimate home run, the grand slam in the tax world, right? As a tax lawyer, I keep repeating this in my podcast. The first two things we're taught is you want to defer tax, okay? And you want to get a tax deduction for your clients. Those are two of the, really the, the two, I would say, most important things that you want to provide a client if you're a good tax attorney, accountant, or tax professional. But the Hall of Fame would be if you can exempt that person ever from paying tax. In most cases, it's not possible. If you're not dealing in a retirement world, it's almost impossible to eliminate tax unless you got a lot of losses. So deductions are good, deferral is good, but ultimate, if you can be tax-free, it's great. So people look to do Roth conversions. But there are five main pitfalls you need to avoid. Number one, it's gotta be permanent. So make sure you're certain about doing this Roth conversion. Prior to the Trump tax plan, you could actually revert back a Roth conversion. So if you did a Roth conversion in April 2018, uh, you can turn it back um, before you filed your return or 12, before 1231, you can turn it back. So let's say you thought Apple stock was going to go up, 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 and you do a Roth conversion because you want to lock in all those tax-free gains, and you now, Apple, Apple just drops, 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 and now you don't want to do that Roth conversion anymore because you don't want to pay tax at Apple at 500 when it's now at 400. So you just rescind it. That doesn't work anymore. Now it's permanent. So once you tell your custodian and fill out the paperwork to do a Roth conversion, it's stuck. It's permanent. So you got to be sure. It's probably a long-term play. You got to be really sure what you're doing. Number two, okay, you need to make sure that you can pay the tax. So when you move money from a pre-tax to a Roth, it's subject to tax. It's not subject to tax that minute because there's no withholding tax on conversions, but it would be subject to tax when you actually file your tax return. So if you did a Roth conversion in February 2019, the tax would be due in April 2020 when you file your individual tax return, your 1040. How do you calculate the tax? Whatever the amount of the conversion is, the cash you converted or the fair market value of the asset, that is added to any income you've earned, and the aggregate of all that income is then subject to whatever tax bracket you are. So if you are going to be tight with money, and you don't think you're going to have enough money to pay the tax, maybe you shouldn't do the conversion. You can also do part conversions. You don't have to convert everything at once, right? If you have $100,000 in an IRA, a traditional IRA, maybe you convert 10,000 each year 
or 20,000 over the next five years, so you don't have to pay tax on the full 100 if you can't afford it. Now, if you have NOLs, net operating losses that can eat up some of that tax, then conversion could make even more sense because the tax may not uh, be so uh, difficult to deal with. Third is if you can't afford it, um, it's probably not a great idea to pay the tax from the conversion, right? If you're converting $100,000 and let's say the tax is going to be $25,000, taking that $25,000 out of that 100 to pay the tax so that the Roth is now left with 75 instead of the 100 usually doesn't work out because the whole point of the Roth is to have the tax-free growth and have that as much money as possible in the Roth to grow without tax. By taking that 25 out to pay the tax, you're probably better off to just leave it in the traditional IRA and let it grow without pulling it out and pay the tax in 10, 15, 20 years down the road or when you're subject to RMDs at 70 and a half. So I'm not a big fan of doing the conversion and pulling the tax out of what you converted to pay the tax. I really don't think that makes a lot of sense. Um, your age is important. That's the, the fourth big pitfall. If you're 65, 70, Roth conversion may not make a lot of sense because generally to play with the Roth conversion, the younger you are, more growth, more tax-free growth opportunity than if you're older, right? If you're 30 years old and to convert to a Roth versus 70, you got 40 years instead of maybe 10 or 15 to take advantage of the tax-free growth. So just be cautious of your age because um, you, you don't want to do a permanent conversion since you can't rescind it. And now you're stuck with it. You paid the tax now and you don't have enough growth in you because you're going to need to start pulling money out because you're older and you need that money. Uh, or you're not healthy and you may need that money for other purposes or you're sick. So you got to think of your age, your health condition. I think that's really important. Also, the fifth, I would say, is your confidence in the investment. So if you're super confident that you're going to hit a home run, this is the next Google investment, the next Apple, this real estate project is amazing. It's going to be an unbelievable success. Then a Roth conversion can make sense because you're locking in that growth, right? If you're investing in the next Google at $100,000 and in 10 years it can be worth 20 million, then you wouldn't, you would want to own in a Roth, right? Because so long as you're over 59 and a half and the Roth's been open five years, you never pay tax on that $20 million of growth. That is incredible, right? That's what we all want. That's a dream. But if you're not so confident and that $100,000 may end up being the next failure and now it's maybe worth zero in five years. Now, what did you just do if you did a Roth conversion? You pay tax to the IRS at $100,000, sent them $25,000, let's say, and now you got zero to show for it because the investment's worthless. So be cautious. If, it's, if you're not really sure, then maybe you kind of leave it or do it slowly by year by year. If you're super confident that you're going to hit a home run, then the Roth makes sense, and you want to do it, obviously, at a lower value. You never want to do a Roth conversion at the highest value. You want to wait, if you can, to a, a more... Uh, palatable value because you're paying tax on that value. So in private investments, you have to understand where the valuation lies. Public investments like public stocks, it, the value is the value. Like Bitcoin, it's going to tell you what the value is. Yeah, you may think Bitcoin at 9,000 is, is cheap and it's going to go to 100,000. Okay, Roth conversion makes sense. If you're not sure where Bitcoin's going to go, maybe you just kind of leave it in the pre-tax because if Bitcoin goes from 9 to 2, you just lost uh, a lot of money and you pay tax on it, which is kind of a, a double whammy. So those are the five things, five pitfalls you want to avoid. You also want to think about really where you are in your life. 
the younger you are, if you can pay the tax, you want to consider it, especially if you're confident in investments. If you can pay the tax personally, you've got other losses to absorb the tax. It makes a lot of sense. Believe it or not, the IRS loves conversions. You may say, well, that doesn't make sense. Adam, you're obviously wrong. Why would the IRS love Roth conversions? You're going to have a whole lot of money tax-free in 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Why do they want that to happen? Don't they want you to have more money in a taxable account, like a pre-tax retirement account? The answer is yes and no. They care. Governments care, believe it or not, they care about elections. And they care about the next four or eight years. They don't really care about the next 20, 30, or 40 years. They care about a budget and how much money they're going to have to spend in the next two, four, six, eight years. So what a Roth conversion does is gives them more money, right? Because you're paying tax on that money, and that tax money is going to the Treasury. And the Treasury can use that to buy, invest in the military, build roads, help Social Security, education, healthcare, whatever they use it for. 20, 30 years, they may be long gone. The congressmen, senators are going to be doing something else. And that's someone else's problem in their mind. So yeah, overall, the government is in a worse position in 20, 30 years with Roth conversions because there's less taxable money. But who cares, right? In their mind, they're going to be doing something else or long gone. The last thing I want to say is, and I get this a lot, could the IRS change the rules on us and start taxing Roth IRAs? Believe it or not, it could. Uh, I hope not because a lot of my money is in Roth. I wrote a book on the Roth IRA. I believe in it. I believe in the value in doing Roth, but it could happen. Believe it or not, before 1982, Social Security payments were not subject to tax. Today they are. So these rules change. Uh, they shouldn't. You, it's not like you can play a football game, right? It's not fair playing a football game and then suddenly after halftime, the refs come out and say, well, it's no more four down football, it's three down football. We're playing like the CFL. That doesn't seem to be right. But the government could do what the government wants to do. and. Who knows what could happen? Could they limit Roth IRAs? Yes, President Obama tried to limit it. Uh, it didn't pass. Uh, $5 million cap, let's say. Could they just eliminate Roth IRAs and make everything taxable? Who knows? I hope not. I'm 44. I'm young. I have most of my investments and savings are in Roth. So I'm hoping they keep their word and I can pass this money on to my spouse, my children without tax. And they can use the money without tax, but, but who knows? But either way, if you want to do a conversion or not, remember the five pitfalls I just mentioned. Uh, it's, it's, you got to be certain about it. Remember your age. You got to be able to afford the conversion. Be certain of your investments. And you don't want to pay the tax out of the conversion. Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. I hope you found this podcast helpful, insightful. Please subscribe to our channel. Uh, please like it. If you have comments, please leave them. We'll respond. Uh, really appreciate uh, you watching and listening. Thanks. And until next time.